We play and call it work. Hey there, Wargamers. Josh here to bring you this week's Sit and Talk, the show where we answer all those submitted questions, both by our vault members and uh, you folks live on Twitch. So uh, for everybody next week, let's see if I can remember all the reminders. So next week, if you want to tune in, it is going to be Aaron back again answering questions uh, that I'm sure most of them are going to be related to the Sisters of Battle. No, I have no guesses that that would happen. That's going to be a major focus. Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, let's see if I remember this real quick. The command, if you folks want to ask a question, and I'm going to open the queue right now, is you need to type exclamation point ask then leave a space and then put your question that's correct column yep and for everybody that wants to leave a question live on twitch that way uh keep in mind you can only ask one question at a time so until i've answered your first question if you try to submit another one it doesn't actually show up now for you folks in the chat right now the only way for me to see what you're putting in the chat is with the ask command because i don't actually have it open in front of me because it's way uh, too much for me to uh, keep track of but Cullen can see if you're commenting. He can bring stuff to my attention, I guess, if he needs to. Uh, we just have one person commenting that there's an echo. Is that echo? 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 True? Because is I there an echo? Are you folks hearing an echo? I don't hear it on my end. Oh, maybe it's me. Is it you? Are you echoing? Oh echo, no. Okay. Echo. echo. All right. Um, the other thing I want to mention too for everybody that if you are one of the folks leaving a question um, on this video when we post it on the website, um, make sure that if you want to leave a question for Aaron to answer next week or anybody else moving forward, do it a good solid couple hours before the stream actually starts. Because uh, otherwise, you know, we might not uh, might not see it in time. But let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off with some of these uh, pre-submitted questions. And we're going to start off with Big Mikey. So we got Large Michael himself. Did you mention the internet? Sorry. Did I mention the internet? Sorry. That we might still be having. It's been a little bit choppy and it, it seems to be that it's just a Wellen thing right now. So we've had our service provider in to take a look at the internet and... We think things should be running okay, but if it is running kind of choppy... From, um, from my end right now, I'm seeing everything's looking good, but yep. if something does uh, drop later on, uh, please just let me know in chat. Yeah, let Colin know, because we're, we're trying to troubleshoot and figure it out, and uh, we think we've got it, hopefully, but the more information we get, the better off we are. Okay, so right into the question there, we got Big Mikey. Um, Josh, what's the feeling around the office with the new 40k supplement thing coming out, and how many Sisters of Battle boxes has Aaron ordered? And where did she get that many kidneys to train for them? <laughs> Keep on being awesome, and Night Lords are still jerks. I never said we weren't jerks, I just said we win. Um, so, as far as the new 40k supplement thing, I actually, I haven't heard as much buzz around the office as there has been in the past for it. And you're talking about the, I think it's the, uh, the, the Faith and Fire, it's the, the new yeah. psychic. Yeah, what the heck is that thing called? Uh, psychic Awakening 2. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's where I'm at with it, because my understanding from what I've seen is it's supposed to, I mean, I think that's where the Templars are going to be, um, as well as they're saying that they're, and this is, I'm not quoting verbatim, I believe, but it's pretty close to it, is Games Workshop has said that there is going to be supplement level upgrades for all of the 
uh, Chaos Legions that don't have rules. And if you've been around long enough to hear me talk about the Chaos Legions, uh, that's what I think is cool about Chaos. I don't like to do the weird little warband with, you know, a weird little mix. Um, I think the Chaos uh, 3.5 edition book back in 3rd edition was probably the best one they put out for flavor and cool armies. I'm a big 30k fan, so all I can say is that, you know, I'll, I'll hold my judgments until I can get the book and read the book, and I really hope they do a good job with it. Because it seems like, because what they've done with the Space Marine chapters is that they've all got their own separate book. There's a ton in there. And to say that, you know, I believe the Chaos guys are supposed to be getting the same sort of update to them, that's a lot to put into a book. Um... I hope they really do it well because I was really on the train of hoping that uh, before any of this stuff was announced that each of the Chaos Legions was going to get their own separate, um, you know, hardcover book. I was excited for that. It doesn't look like they're going that direction. Looks like they're going the direction of here's all of it in one book. Um, I hope they do a good job. We'll see. And then as far as the Sisters of Battle boxes, I have no idea what Aaron has actually ordered in. Um, but they're really, they, they've shown off some of the models online. I really like the looks of the sculpts. I, I don't know if it's just how they painted them, but these, there's something about the, there, there's a sense of movement to them and the, just the way they've done the, um, just kind of almost, I, I guess I'd say proportions of the miniatures. They look really, really good. They look awesome. I, I, I think they're fantastic looking. So yeah, um, I'm really hoping here, as I've been, I've been very excited about some of the stuff Games Workshop has done recently uh, for releases, and I've been disappointed with them over the past little while too. We'll see. I mean, it's not like they're making this stuff just for me for the supplements, but um, it's another one where the Night Lords. I, I hope they make them cool in 40k because I find them a little lackluster now. We're going to jump down to the next one here that is pre-submitted. It is AJ Re 210. <laughs> what was the uh what was that little uh, town we passed through on the way back home from uh Adepticon you get really excited about? Fort Re <laughs> Fort Erie had the E on the uh, on their sign was uh burnt out. Yeah. So Cullen hadn't like because we were driving back and I don't think Cullen had said anything for like three hours. It, it had been a while. It was a long Long trek after the plane ride and yeah. everything. And then we're driving back in the snow, and all of a sudden he's like, look, 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 Fort Ree! And then just went back to being silent. It was awesome. I loved it. Okay, so here's the question. At Josh, any plans? Another mini Wargaming Blood Bowl season. Will the Smashville All-Stars make a glorious return to the pitch? Okay, so as far as set plans um, for a mini Wargaming League, no. Potentially a league at mini Wargaming? Maybe. How filmed is it going to be? I don't know. Um, I think Blood Bowl is a fantastic game that I want to get going um, upstairs. I'm actually going to be talking to, um, if you've seen Tom, he's in a bunch of uh, Dave's Bat Reps mostly more than anything else. He's a big time Blood Bowl guy. There's a couple other folks that are really into Blood Bowl locally. So I want to get some kind of a season or something going on. I want to get people playing on the regular upstairs. And that might lead to us running a, a proper league. As far as an all-staff league, no plans for that right now because it's a lot tougher to organize and I think we would do a better job if we brought in more people to play. And now as far as if I was to take part in it, because again, who knows if I'd have the time to or not, because um, I don't really get to film anymore. 
would it be the Smash Mouth All-Stars? Probably not. I would go back to my first true love, which is my Lizardmen. Uh, the Eastern Reptilian Dysfunctionaries, or uh, E-Reptile Dysfunction for short. Best name. Yeah. Best um, name. That's probably what I'd go back to playing. If something gets going here, I'll, it'll give me a reason to... I've got an old Skaven, the original Blood Bowl oh, team. So, yeah, they're all metal, and I, if it gives me a reason to get it done, I, I, I'd be down to join you guys. See, that's cool. And I mean, like, it's funny, too, because the last two Blood Bowl teams that released, because it feels like they don't release them very... They're, they're very spaced out, it feels. Mm -hmm. But the last two feel like they've been really close together. And yeah. it's my two teams that are just kind oh, of... That's not, like, not super obscure, but, like, kind of a little obscure. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to jump over to some of these here Twitch-submitted questions. We got uh, Mr. Pancake. What do you make of the GW announcement this morning about Square Base is very mysterious? I have no idea. I have no idea. And I am excited and terrified. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so if you guys have heard me talk about stuff in the past, I tend to be very blunt in what I say, and I don't try to, to be mean when I say it, but... I honestly, right now, I kind of went, eh. I've been playing Kings of War and enjoying Kings of War lately. Um, so, Square Bases, G-Dub, I got no idea. I have no idea what they're doing about it. Um, I mean, we could sit here and speculate for hours, but I don't think we're all... I don't think we'll get anywhere. Can no. go back to the whole, you know, protecting the IP and all that? Because people are like, look at how popular Total War Warhammer was. Yeah, with, and... With go the, back to the old war, and uh, then, the old world. Yeah, with things of like, oh, Kings of War put it in a new edition, so does that mean that they're going to do so? I... It was, here's the thing, is you got to assume, like, okay, cause, so Kings of War put it in a new edition. They've been working on it for a while, whatever. But I think with the Games Workshop being as big of a company as they are, that they plan things out, they I would... could only assume, way ahead of time. Oh, so they wouldn't be able to react that, to something That's like exactly quick. where my... That's where exactly where my first comment was, because actually I was talking about this with Jackson. And that's exactly what I said. I was like, we're talking, we're talking at least six months at least yeah. before they can actually respond to something so it'd be it, it would have to be a, a, a well-planned out maneuver something if, that, if that's been, what they're trying to do. something they've off. been planning for years already anyways i would assume like it wouldn't be a reactionary to these other companies but yeah i don't know i go back to um i'm really enjoying kings of war right now and i'm you know i've got my digital copy of the uh, rules and all that and I've got a hardcover copy of the King's War rulebook coming in. And then I'm just going to go forward with the Abyssal Dwarves because I love them. Okay, we got Kroll46. What's the strangest beard you've ever had? I don't think any of them have been strange at all. I think they've all been lovely in their own way. Uh, some of the other ones I've had, I guess we'll do that, is uh, I've braided it on a couple different occasions. And I've had it in one big braid going down. I've had it in the, the, the two braids hanging down. I never actually, because it's, it's, like it's fairly thick, so I, I need to get some of the beads that you can put into it to actually weigh it down so it just doesn't curl all over the place weird when it gets um, braided. I've never gotten around to getting them because, I don't know, I've heard certain companies do decent ones, but eh. Uh, so I don't braid it that often. Um... Some of the other funny ones, you'd have to go back. I had, for a while, I... So, okay, after Dave's movie had finished filming, because I was, for all intents and purposes, an extra in that, <clears throat> I had a relatively long beard, and when filming was done, um, I shaved the sides of it off and just kept a really long goatee. 
And then I kind of grew the beard back into it and it, it, it looked decent. And then after a while I got bored with it and I cut just the chin out and did the friendly mutton chops that connect with the mustache. So if you find some old bat reps, you can actually see that in like one or two of them. And then I had done just a mustache for a while for fun. Uh, but nobody here could actually look at me when I had my facial hair like either of those. Um, but yeah, it was entertaining. There's actually an old, I don't know if there's any bat reps with me with just the mustache because it didn't last super long. But I think there's one Facebook video. If you go back and find a Facebook video where Steve and I worked on a company calendar, um, that's got me with the mustache in it. And if you can't find it, just email me, joshuamanywargaming.com, and I'll, I'll help you find that video because I find it hilarious. Let's go to the next one here. We got Kimsey Bimsy one Josh, competition with your desk catapult. Hit Matt in his office or something. You think I haven't done that already? I don't actually do it as often as I thought I would, but I have, yeah, I've, I've been, I've flung dice at him. I've been making him film a lot more. <laughs> I've kept him really busy, so he's not at his desk as often uh, anymore because he's filming a ton of different stuff right now. But yeah, I still fling dice at him every once in a while. But usually when he's at his desk, he's working too. So it's like when he's eating lunch or something, I like to disturb him. Uh, but yeah, I've got a pretty good shot with it. Let's go. The next one here. Archmagos. I assume it's Belisarius Call or something like that. I can't see your full name. Yeah. Uh, when do you plan to replace your frail organic limbs with better machine replacements? So the funny thing about this is... Um, I got a really, I got a bum leg from uh, when I used to play football in high school. Snapped it in half. Um, I don't have any rods or anything in it, uh, but it never healed back up quite right. So yeah, if they were available, I would gladly chop my leg off because I got restless leg syndrome really bad. That's why I don't, I, I can't sleep at night anymore. Um, I would happily chop that leg off and get a bionic replacement. So I guess when you make them available for everybody else there, Archmajos Belisarius call, uh, I will be your first customer. I hate that leg. <laughs> Let's go to the next one here. We got the Darkest Stig. Any plans to do more Twitch live stream content beyond Ironbrush Shrine and Sit and Talk? There's a couple of things that we have that we want to kind of uh, plan out, but right now, obviously, you know, there's a lot of focus on the traditional content we're putting out. Um, and I think we're all of the same mindset that when we do something, we want to make sure that it is quality content and it will be sustainable that we can keep doing it. So there's a couple of things that we're thinking about right now, but are we going to be implementing anything soon? Probably not. Um, but if there's ever the chance to jump on, I know for Aeronautica, that was a good example. Um, I'd love to do more of that stuff, but we're pretty busy with everything else. But if there's an opportunity to, yeah, I wouldn't mind. We're still right now playing around with the change in our scheduling where we have one week that's just full of guests for more traditional bat reps. And then two weeks that are a little bit more open in the sense that we can film campaigns or special stuff. Um... I think we, you know, eventually might be able to do a week where we do a bunch of live stuff and it doesn't impact the rest of the content we're putting out. So that would be cool. As far as dates and all that stuff on it, I got no idea. And okay, I'm going to clear this one. I'm going to jump back to some of these pre-submitted questions and see what we got. Uh, 
we got Milton73. Hi, guys. At Josh. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember from some Open Vault episode, you being into historical war games, right? Any thoughts on using 15mm scale minis to play bolt action? Some say 15mm scale gives a more realistic feel of the game regarding distances, weapon range, and all that. Thanks. Yeah, um, I don't get the chance to play a lot of historicals. I don't get the chance to play a lot of anything right now. And obviously the community around here, there's a lot less people playing it. I think at 15mm, I would probably just play Flames of War. Because uh, the game is designed to be played at that scale like that. But yeah, changing up the scale. Because, okay, so Team Yankee is the one that I probably like the most. And that's the one set in 85. Um, and that's at a 15 millimeter scale. But my understanding is if you use the 6 millimeter uh, micro armor scale, the ranges and the movement and all that feel a little bit more realistic. Um, so yeah, that would be cool. Now the flip side for that is it'd be having to... Even though I don't film anymore, I'm still in the mindset of I like armies that, you know, would be able to be filmed. So taking a game like that and cranking down the scale, typically, or at least for the way that we film and all that, I don't think we would do it justice as well for filming a really small scale game like that. Um, maybe we would, I don't know. But yeah, I probably wouldn't go that route. I would just play the game at whatever scale it's meant to be played at. Because uh, it's easier to get the games in. Like, it's already tough enough to find people to play historicals against and have my schedule match their schedule. So to say, you know, uh, but I also want to have, you know, let's have 15 millimeter armies for bolt action instead. That just wouldn't work out. It would be cool to do. It'd be super cool to do. And, you know, if I already had, I guess technically I do have a small Flames of War army that I haven't worked on at all. And if somebody else had the same sort of army existing and we decided to play bolt action rules, I would definitely give it a go. But I don't, I don't think I would buy an army for that express purpose. It would um, seem a little too niche. For me. Now, if I had a gaming group of historical buddies that we played all the time and we're like, let's do this, right. 110% I'd go for it. Yeah, because that sounds really cool. And it does help with the realistic feel of the game a little bit more. Because that's the one thing that bothers me so much about like 40K and most of the Games Workshop systems is it's very good games. And I mean, they're not meant to be realistic because they're super sci-fi anyways. But just the ranges of certain stuff does not make any sense. Drives yeah. me nuts. It, it's it's some things seem ridiculously long. Some things seem super short. It's kind of strange. It's more cinematic though. It so, is. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. The 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 big one is um, for anybody that's you know played even watching um, movies, playing video games, and all that kind of stuff. If you are um, Go go to your local uh, gun range if you if you want to give it a try because a lot of times they have the new uh, the beginner's night so you don't have to really be into it and see if you can have somebody teach you how to shoot a handgun and try to shoot a handgun at like a third of the range you normally see in the movies where they're just okay. you know they're they're hitting people in the head and just shooting these tiny targets mm -mm, mm. It, it, it's a lot of fun it's challenging to do but it's not nearly as easy as everything makes it seem it's not the most practical use of it. No, but it's cool. It's fun. All right. Uh, I never. I, I never figure out how to say this name. O U D A J I. I. It's on well, the. Uh, yeah, it's not in there. It's on the. Um, Pre-submitted ones. Uh, do a poll to see how much interest there is in RPGs. Ask the original question and would 100% back into the Dark Heresy. Yeah, I know Matt's really itching to do because he loves the the RPG stuff. He's very focused, I think, on Dungeons and Dragons, um, and that's kind of his go-to one. 
I really like the Dark Heresy system a lot. Uh, and I fully accept all of its flaws and the weird things about it. I love the Dark Heresy system. So um, I think if that, I think if that, you know, he was, if it was decided, because I have no idea, what, you know, if he has plans or what his plans are or anything like that. But if we were doing another Dark Heresy as a company, I would probably physically fight someone to make sure I was in it. I would, yeah. Josh can throw down? I would, yeah, I'd throw hands. I really like Dark Heresy. I don't know if my, because uh, I've had this talk before, I don't know if my play style when it comes to RPGs uh, does a really good entertaining job of mixing with Matt's way that he storytells when he GMs. Um, I don't care, I'd still throw hands. Rather be playing than not playing. Right. Okay, let's jump back to some of these Twitch questions. Uh, VJ Morph. Colin, when are you getting your own di uh, logo dice, and what will the logo be? Uh, I, I don't think I'll get dice, but I've always joked that if I did, it would be something related to the misfire die, or the artillery die, sorry. Wouldn't be like a little sloth face? I don't think so. I wouldn't, I, I, I think there's just something comical about, like, doing the same explosion, but then putting something in the middle, I don't know what that would be. A tiny sloth face. <laughs> a tiny, just the tiniest <laughs> sloth face. Uh, I mean, that'd be entertaining. Yeah, I, th I think it would be something regarding that. I don't know. Okay, so I guess here's the question. Is there a reason why we couldn't just do your dice? Because I think before we got so much in the mindset of everybody had their own dice because we were ordering a ton of them to have them be here. You know, and we were using them in our bat reps. Yeah. But now that the fact that we've got the merch store open, and um, actually, you want to throw a link to the merch store so people can see what yeah, they're, of they're not familiar with it. I think Doctor V threw it in earlier, but I'll throw it in Sweet. again. Well, thank you, Doctor V, the math doctor. Um, yeah, they're always selling dice and all that. I don't, I don't see why we couldn't. I don't know why we do yours. I, I mean, I don't know why you guys would want to buy those, but I guess if there's a market for it, sure. Yeah, I mean, like technically, mine still exists, and I don't film anymore. That's true. Uh, and actually, they're selling really, really well. So thank you to everybody that's purchased them. Because uh, I don't know how I'm doing in the merch store, but I know up in Dan's store, he sells them you know, here at the, the physical store. And um, I think mine are still selling the best. I think there's only one set of mine left. Wow. So I think it's when you see the majesty of them in person that you just can't resist. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll figure it. I don't think it's going to be a huge priority, but... Maybe we can figure out kind of a cute idea or something like okay. that. We can we can look into that. If anyone's got any ideas, you can send me an email, Colin at Anywork, I think. That'd be cool. Spell my name right. C-U-L-E-N. <laughs> what was that, Colin? Stop. Don't perpetuate that lie more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Kay Brohem. Are you going to join Steve, Luke, and Colin for some fantasy shenanigans? Um, I assume you're talking about the fantasy that they're playing on Steve's channel. Uh, Mountain Miniatures. Is it games or gaming? Gaming. Gaming. Okay. Uh, I think right now, because uh, you guys are are kickstarting it for it to make sense for you guys to put your time and effort into it. Correct. Um, so I think there is one of the pledge levels. Yes, to there is. Play some games. If, if if you are interested in seeing Josh join in, I'm just gonna check. And actually, because you might be able, if they're, if they're pledging at that level, is that in addition to the games? Every other game that's already been. Kickstarted, or is that just me playing in a game? That means you get to choose 
so there's still two left because it was a it was a limited. There was three available. The release the Josh perk, and uh, yeah, it's you get to choose who you play against. Yeah, so it's to, it's to put me into one of the games. Not, it's not an extra game, and yeah, you get to pick who I play against. Um, because I think I think Luca's forgotten about how much he used to hate playing against me. You still know because you played against me relatively recently, and I didn't play against Steve a whole lot, so that's less fun. I won't bother him. But yeah, I'll probably play a little bit. Um, like I said, right now, like I still, I still kind of know how to play fantasy. Like it once, it's like a really overly complicated bike. Yes. Like you can kind of remember how to ride it, but you never know. You you never really fully understood how to ride it in the first place. So uh, it just kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you're 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 gonna try to ride it and fall off, but you were falling off before anyway. So who cares? But yeah. Um. Definitely a little bit of that. I'm also trying to get some more... Because I guess there's maybe a couple local groups around here that play some uh, Kings of War. So I don't know about filming that, but I want to get playing that a bunch. And if there's enough people playing it, then we can look at potentially filming it. Right. Because yeah, one, one of your focuses right now is just trying to help get the, the club up and going a little bit more. Yeah, well, I've, I've started to have a little bit of time to put effort into that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, not every waking moment of my life focused on trying to figure out the upstairs and the flow of all that. And um, So, yeah. Okay. So, I guess the, the, the short answer is yes. And if you want to see more of Josh, you can. Check out that Kickstarter. Yep. Okay, next we got Starmax. Instead of just hitting him with catapult shots, you can fire D4s and mine his entryway with painful traps. Um, the Honestly, the D4s don't fly out of the catapult nearly as nice as the small D6s do. Okay. Not the tiniest D6s, but like the smallest ones you've probably ever seen us roll on camera, except for Luca that loves to roll that tiny little die if oh, he ever geez. finds it. That stupid little die yep. that he likes to put in his mouth because he's nasty. Yeah, he's... yeah. I don't know how he never swallowed it. Um, ba, 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 ba. But yeah, I mean, that's an option. Because that's they are super painful to step on. Oh, they're the worst. D4s are, they're bad. Like, you thought Lego was bad? D4s are awful. That's like, it's it's just stepping on jacks, essentially. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I wonder if um, any of the people, you know the, the metal dice sets? Like, is that metal D4 one of the worst things to step ah. on? Because it, it'd be like, uh, what, uh, Caltrops? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like how that—that's potentially hospital. I um, I knew a guy who I told this story I guess enough times I don't know if I've ever tell, told it on camera, uh, but back in my teenage years, uh, there's a fellow who had one of the metal Abaddons, and so he was at home, and he still had a like a bunk bed in his room, um, and just kind of used the top of it as a storage. So he climbed up there to grab something, and then he jumped back off of it. And um, when he did, his metal abaddon was on the floor, like standing up, and it went right into his foot. Like he had to go to the hospital to get it removed. Like it messed him up pretty bad, because he was a relatively big guy. So yeah, that was a lot, a lot of weight coming down in that pewter miniature. Gross. I just like the idea of being like the like the nurse or the doctor trying to like remove it from your foot, and you're like, don't break it. Yeah, don't bend the sword. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna ruin it. I need to paint it. Okay, let's just jump back over here to some pre-submitted questions. And we got Ranza. Uh, last week, Matt said, not many of you guys are keen on AOS. Can you elaborate? Uh, because of the double turns, 
I'm finding the double turns disheartening. Uh, whether getting them or receiving them feels unfair either way. Are there ways to help mitigate the blow from it with any particular strategy, aside from one or two scenarios favoring the second player and endless spells? Uh, thank you, you guys are awesome. Okay, so I guess I can't speak to everybody else. I can speak to myself when it comes to AOS, is that I know there's a part of me, because I like AOS as a system and I love where it's at. When I think back to filming AOS, um, excuse me, that feels slightly better. Uh, we were filming it when AOS first dropped and it was in the, because again, like when AOS first dropped, it wasn't a game. Like it was, it was awful. It was I words on paper. Really, really disliked it. It, it was not good. Um, and, you know, so trying to film and make bat reps of that, it was awful. It was very tough. It was tough to try to get excited, want to do it, yep. build the armies, actually do it. So I think for so many years of slogging through it that way, trying to make bat reps out of it, before things like you know the General's Handbook came out and all that, and they kind of released the game proper, I think that kind of wears away on you. Um, also, I mean, the flow of the game can be a little bit tougher for bat reps because of the double turn mechanic. And um, actually, David White and I had a good talk about this other day because everybody talks about double turns, right? Essentially, what the what what they've tried to introduce to the game is it's it's an initiative mechanic, right? And it just, I don't know why, it just doesn't feel as well implemented as other initiative mechanics I've seen. Because I think most of the time, and I'm not saying that this would work for AOS because there's too many models. So most of the games that I can think of with initiative mechanics, um, so let's use Titanicus as an example. Okay. Where one player has initiative, but it's, I go with a model, because it's usually single model units, typically in Titanicus. Right. But sometimes there's a couple models. But and it's is, not, it a, is it a full activation? It's a it's uh no so the way titanicus does it is that uh you know whatever phase you're in so let's say you're in the movement phase if you're the initiative player you know moving first with one unit of typically one model then the other person goes so it's back and forth so you move them and then you shoot them and then yeah and when forth. you go to the shooting phase then it's the initiative mechanic okay but you only roll for initiative once i've seen you know uh lord of the rings has a similar kind of feel to it even though they it does run drastically different um but yeah you know those it's more it's not full units or not like full turn kind of feel because mm -hmm. uh, there's ways to uh, mitigate or interrupt your opponent when you're playing i think probably one of the best ones is one of my favorite ones is the bolt action system uh where for every unit you have you put a die into a bag uh, you and your opponent do the same thing. They all go into the same bag. And at the start of the turn, you shake the bag up, draw one die out. And whoever's dice it is, they fully activate one unit. And you go back and forth like that. I really like that, too. I think that's, that's a, it's cool. It's fun. It adds a lot of dynamics to it. It's a little bit, there's some, like, probability and, and expectations with it, too. Yep. So I, I really like that one. So that's a good system. Would that system work? If you just implemented that into AOS right now, probably not. I, I don't think that would work. You'd have to change a bunch of other things about the game. But there's something about that, the mechanic they're using, because everybody calls it a double turn. Nobody calls it initiative. So it just doesn't feel right. So I know sometimes that can lead to disappointing bat reps. 
So, I mean, when I would, when I was filming, you know, it was always, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, I wouldn't play differently on camera than I would play off camera. Um, but yeah, there's times where I'm like, oh, this is kind of lame. Like I wouldn't mind if I was just playing a game this happened, but I wonder how the viewers are going to, you know, digest this content. Right. So, I mean, I think there's that to a degree. And the other thing, okay, because I'm getting deeper on this one, and you guys can, you know, for those that are live, you can agree or disagree, because I'm curious on your take on it. Because I said for the longest time, there are no AOS, I like the AOS kind of feel, I don't love high fantasy, but whatever, I can kind of get behind the, the Age of Sigmar uh, setting a bit, even though I'm not super into lore. There was no armies that I'm like, yeah, that's a really cool army. Because mm -hmm. there's a degree of uniqueness to all of them. So I look at a lot of the stuff I collect and play in various different game systems. I like historical games because I can go, you know, there's a frame of reference I have, you know. Based these are Right, you know. So these are, you know, things. These, this is technology that exists that I've read about. So it's cool to kind of have that. I can imagine how it, how it moves, how it sounds, how it, you know. You, you get a bit of a sense of that so you can get into it. And I look at my uh, 40K. Um, you know, so, uh, the, the things like the Mordians, you know, they're, they're regular infantry with tanks right, and all that. Sure. It, it doesn't exist in real life, but there's parallels to be drawn to it. You know, so you look at the different space Marine chapters or legions, you go, you know, the white scars have a very Mongolian feel and, you know, you can get, kind of get, you know, I really like the Templar brethren cause the, they're, they're kind of, they got that crusade kind of vibe. With so many of the Age of Sigmar armies and all that, it's tough to get into it because they're pretty unique unto themselves. So, you know, I was excited for Ogres because Ogres existed in Warhammer Fantasy and I really liked Warhammer Fantasy. And the thing about Warhammer Fantasy, if you go back to Old Games Workshop, is that the, I guess the one of the major reasons they kill it off is the reason it drew so many people in in the first place was because the armies felt like something else, you know? You could be you could be new to Warhammer and go, oh, these are little goblins. I've watched Lord of the Rings. I kind of yes. got a little bit of a sense like there's something to give me that hook into it. But you know the 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 Sylvaneth teleporty trees kind of that it kind of exists, but not a whole lot. And a whole lot of media that I've consumed, movies and that kind of stuff, in a whole lot of mainstream media. So the same like the weird water soulless elves kind of. I don't it. Just, it I found that. The armies were cool and unique, but they didn't really get me super interested. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in the same boat with that. I don't know if it's just the, the fact that, I don't know if it's just the model itself doesn't really display all the craziness about what the lore is about these things or what, but that, that I, I, I definitely feel slightly detached from it as yep. well. Well, because all that really exists is the model of it. If there's not something that you've seen in a different form of media, sometimes it can be tough to get really interested on it. So that's, I guess, that would be some of my suggestions on maybe why, you know, it could be tougher to get into it. Now, one of the other things, too, I think I talk about us, is that you rarely see content producers playing 40K against each other. Rare occasion stuff. Um, it's usually for some kind of special reason. Um, because there are a million guests always coming in. For Age of Sigmar, there tends to be a much lower percentage of people coming in. There's still plenty of Age of Sigmar guests. They're pretty much all fantastic. Um, Even the group we have right now. Yeah, there's, exactly. You know, six uh, of them that all There's play? six of them that all play. Uh, I, I think four of the six play AOS. I think there's... Okay. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I think all six of them play, but there's two that don't have their armies done yet. So I they're see. playing 30K instead. Um but more and more you have content producers playing content producers, which means that 
you know, um, there's a little bit more pressure to, uh, you know, uh, get so many games in within a certain amount of time. Because obviously if I schedule two content producers to be in a room playing Age of Sigmar against each other, compared to having those content producers film against uh, guests, well, if I have them film against guests, that's going to be two games for their each of their days worth of work. Right. Um, you know, if I put them both in a room together and say, you guys get a film, the, the expectation is, you know, well, you know, it, it'd be lovely if we could still get two pieces of content out of that. And it does get boring playing against the same people over and over again. Especially yeah. when you sometimes don't necessarily have the time to switch up the table, switch up your list super crazy, or just change up armies because well, just, of it's, it's time. Playing the same kind of person. And you can talk to this because you were part of when Mini Wargaming was still filming fantasy on the regular. Right, it was the same thing. Right, because people had all these weird, hilarious speculations on why we stopped filming fantasy on the regular. And it was simply because the majority of the time to keep the content going and to have content to go out every week, Content producer had to play content producer. It just there wasn't enough variety, and people and get for a, for frustrated, a while, bored, and yeah, for a while there was at least me, you, Steve, and Luca. Yep. And then I had to go back to school, so it was really just you, Steve, and Luca. Yep. And then it really became Luca and Steve. Right. And again, even even there's times where you're just like, oh, you're gonna do this again because okay. this is what you always do. Yep. But and you do the same thing, but you just don't know because you're playing it right right and you're like no i changed it up but your your play style still is going to be the same no matter what army you take it's going to still be you know steve playing blah luca playing blah mm -hmm. it's the same matchup so i think you know i don't think it's necessarily the game itself i think it's some of the surrounding things about it when it comes to content creation or probably you know where it just wears on us a little bit more than maybe some of the other game systems that we don't get to play as often but I think if you took any of the other game systems and put the same sort of things around it, I assume it would feel the same. Yeah. It's just fun to play against people coming in. Right. It's always good to play against different people, have different play styles, see different models you don't always see, because that's the other thing. Yep. Sometimes, you know, P person has X army, and it's that big. Right. And then someone else brings in their army. That's the same army, and you're like, whoa, I've never seen that before, because that person just doesn't have it. Exactly, yeah. Um, and you see people, yeah, different playstyles being like, I never know you could, I never knew you could use that unit that way. We've never seen that. That's cool. I like that. Um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to answer all the um, submitted questions right now because we're running kind of low on them. So I'll clear that out. We'll see if we can get some. This is the exact opposite issue I normally have is that usually there's way too many questions and not enough time. Um, so we got Krillin85, favorite army for both 40k and Warhammer. I mean, like 40k is Warhammer. What do you mean by what do you mean by Warhammer? Do you mean fantasy or whatever? I'll talk about 40k first and just, you know, let Colin know like at mini wargaming or whatever in the comments and clarify what you mean by Warhammer. So, favorite army for 40k? Um it's tough because I mean they're all cool and all that. So, I'm going to answer the question in the sense of what's my favorite one that I own? So, not like my favorite looking one, my favorite one to play, just my overall favorite is probably the Imperial Guard. And I think it's just because, again, you have some framing in uh, real life stuff. So 40K is a pretty fantastical sci-fi universe. You get these crazy genetically modified warrior monks facing off against, you know, these weird insect dinosaur creatures from another galaxy. Uh, there's a lot of kind of crazy over the topness. But then you also go back to the guard and it's a man with a gun. 
It's pretty simple, and it helps the it helps keep 40k uh, rooted in you know just how fantastical everything is. Uh, I argue eighth edition doesn't do it as well as previous editions may have uh, in some ways because they've now the guard are absolute monsters that you know enough lasguns kill everything. Exactly. Uh, Fire. But yeah, there there's just something that keeps it interesting. So you see a similar. You look at um, some of the 40K writers that I'm a big fan of. Um, you have Dan Abnett and Aaron Dembski-Bowden. In a lot of their stories, they do a very good job of keeping regular unmodified humans around to kind of see through their eyes how over the top everything is. Because I think when everything is crazy over the top, then it kind of feels normal and mundane and boring. Maybe that keys into some of the AOS stuff I was talking about earlier is that you just don't see as much feature of just regular humans you can kind of um, relate to. So maybe maybe AOS is less relatable than um, 40K is in this weird roundabout way. But yeah, do we ever get a clarification what he meant by Warhammer? Yes, he did say fantasy. Okay, Warhammer fantasy. Yeah, I was uh, just ogres. waiting for you. Ogres are fantastic. I don't know why. I've always loved the look of the ogres, the play style of the ogres. Um, they're just super super cool and the fun thing is that you know i was a big fan of them since sixth edition um and i had lizardmen back then then i had vampire counts and i never actually bought into the ogres until i'm like you know what i want to buy an ogre army they seem super cool and i didn't learn how to play them or how they actually played until after i got them and then i learned how much fun they are right colin oh they're so much fun they're super fun. No, I'm a big ogre fan. I don't know. I love them. And I don't usually have, you know, as much of a super, you know, connection to a certain army in the sense that, you know, this is the army I love and nothing else. Because, you know, in um, 40K, I own a bunch of different armies. In 30K, I own a bunch of different armies. And I love, you know, different aspects of them all. But there's just something about Warhammer Fantasy itself, just ogres. And I think maybe that's part of fantasy, like going back to our AOS thing just for a second is like, I think like everyone has the army they play, no doubt. Ugh, like, because I mean, mine's rats, obviously. Yep. It's Skaven. No matter what, if they put out space rats, I get them immediately. Yep. Uh, anything to do with the rats, I'm always huge fan of. So, yep. I don't know if that is also related to the previous thing about the new AOS armies, but yeah, maybe something there's... about like the fantasy armies just feels so personal. Right. Yeah, just yeah. There's this weird personal connection to them. Um, oh, okay. We're gonna jump over to Miso. Miso eighty two. I come you could double check. I don't think there's more of this. Um, okay. But it's fourteen fifteen. Oh, yeah, I see here. The last word just awful. Just awful. Okay, cool. So hey, Josh, are you a fan of Magic the Gathering at all? I used to, you know. I, I feel like I was a fan back in high school. I used to play in high school and a little bit out of college not a whole lot um so I had, a, I had a ton of fun actually yeah no i was playing in elementary school as well i never got into it as much as like somebody like cullen did yeah um, uh, actually miso just actually also said to me in chat do you play uh, i still do uh nowhere near what i used to i used to be uh back for those this won't make sense to anybody who doesn't know but back in uh innistrad returned to ravnica is when i started Got into standard, played that hardcore for a while, into Theros block, and then dabbled into modern with cons of Tarkir and stuff, and then school hit. Yep. 
And then that's when finances were just like, cannot support this hobby no longer. And especially because then I started working here and getting more into Warhammer. And one cannot have two, a cardboard addiction and a plastic addiction. It's true. It's very hard to keep up with both. So I have, I have since dropped playing a lot of Magic. I pretty much exclusively play online now on Magic Arena. Now that they've got... I think it's a pretty good platform. Like, I, I enjoy playing the game. I know it's got some faults, and I wish they had older cards so you can play older formats. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's pretty much my thing of Magic now. Just, I'll, I'll play drafts on That's Arena. Um, okay, so you, maybe, because you know a little bit of the, the history of it all, so I'll see if I can make sense. So I remember having cards and getting a couple cards randomly, because I traded in, it was it was those, you know, you could pay 25 cents to get a bunch of commons from some of the local ah, stores. Ah, yeah, the rip-offs, yes. Yeah, for sure. And, um, because it was like 25 cents for a pack of like 10 or 15 yep. commons. And so I remember, I want to say it was during the Ice Age stuff. Because I remember really liking a lot of the human cards that had banding. The oh my goodness, you're a fan of banding. Oh, okay, I'm not saying I'm a fan of the mechanic because I didn't play then. I didn't know how it worked. That but is... I remember they a lot of them had banding because I liked Correct. the artwork of the humans. Yes, I know exactly. The, what the, you're the talking Keldorans about. Yep. or something like that. I think I Age was those three. I could be wrong though. Okay, um, does that sound right to you? Maybe. So I got into playing it. Um, I want to say, oh, geez. I remember playing, I, th- I think it was during the Weatherlight Saga. Okay, yep. Um, and I remember being a fan of a bunch of those characters. They were cool. Oh, oh yeah, that was Urza Saga. Uh, and what was the, uh, okay. Let's see if I can, oh, the, the, the one set where there was a, the Mirrodin or whatever, it was an artifact. Uh-oh. Uh, sorry, we got a. We had a thing? Yeah. The thing happening? Yeah, my bad. Done? Uh, yeah, that okay, one. Good. Okay, good. Now I'm curious, but not that curious. I'll find out after. Okay, so the the Mirrodin was the artifact, and there was there was a brother and a sister duo or something oh, like that? Oh, the Brothers War. No. Are you, are you talking like Urza and Mishra? No. No, no. Uh, so then you're talking about like um, there was, okay, I remember Gerard Capuchin? No, okay, yeah, that was that's Weatherlight stuff. Yes. But then after that, the Mirrodin stuff came out, I think, and there was the, the one guy who I think he was a red card... He was like a six-one something crazy tap to do damage, hmm. and that he had a I think a sister in the lore that I think she was a green card. She might have been a red card, but she goes on. I think she dies in the lore. She ends up becoming a black character, P H A G E or something like that, and she was like this crazy kill card. Huh. See if you can look it up in the meantime as I as I continue to ramble on. Um. Yeah, P H A G E. If you find that magic card, okay, and then um, as, Sage. Yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. So I was playing during that era too. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I had a buddy who had a Gravedigger deck that I just hated. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I have been back and forth playing uh, Age Kamal, of Sigmar Champions. Come on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Wadeen? Excellent. Yes, I'm not going to try to say your name either because I can't see it. Um, so anyways, yeah, the uh, I play Age of Sigmar Champions. I don't really play in person anymore. I just play the online version of it. I think it's fantastic. I you... still play that game online a little bit too. That is... That's a wonderful card game, honestly. I 
I really enjoy the mechanics of that game. Yep. And it's not, it doesn't really feel like very pay to win. You can still go on, play, and have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, they give you the starter decks for free when you do the tutorials. That's all you need to get playing. Uh, it's pretty easy to earn the uh, the regular gold, the in-game currency you can use to buy packs of cards. You could spend money to get more cards if you want online, but it doesn't really matter. And they're the ones that if you have the physical cards, you scan them in and you get a free digital copy of it. But I just play online now because it's easier. I think, yeah, the, the app's uh, free to download and all that. It's fantastic. Um, games outside of work that aren't G-Dub. Um, I mean, there's stuff I collect, not that stuff that I get to play a whole lot of or at all. So the games I would love to get into playing a little bit more of right now would probably be Drop Fleet Commander. Because um, I really haven't had a chance to play a full game. I've played one or two uh, demo games. I've got a painted up fleet that I think is a decent size, but I don't know because I haven't played enough. Uh, Yankee's another one, but again, my schedule doesn't mesh well with the guys that play Yankee here. I just don't have the time to get out. Um... And stuff that isn't Games Workshop. I think mostly I've been playing a bunch of uh, 30k whenever I can. I say a bunch. Like, I've played maybe three or four games recently. Okay. Um, yeah. I just have another question for me so that I don't feel like typing, so I'm going to answer you live. Uh, you asked me if I play D&D in my spare time. I do. I play with Matthew's groups. Wow, and Steve and Vito, Luca, and the other ones. Uh, I did have a group going with some friends up in Toronto, but that one's kind of recently fallen through with some end of summer like busyness, and we just haven't restarted. I'm hoping that we'll get something back going in the new year. And am I still studying? Uh, I know is the answer. Okay, so we got one more here uh, as far as the pre-submitted ones because I've got them all from when we started. I'll double check to see if anybody else got in last minute because we didn't really announce it proper. Uh, Jack Streicher at Josh. Read this in a shouting, angry German Schwarzenegger accent. I can't do a good Schwarzenegger. You're, Can you do a good Schwarzenegger? Oh, no. You're asking the wrong people. We need Vito. Yeah, he, Vito does a good job of it. Hey, come on. When will there be an Ogre Mod Tribes uh, report with you? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. If I practice, I might have been able to do better. Uh, when were there be an ogre ma tribes uh, battle with me in it? Uh, well, the thing is, Matthew has continually borrowed my ogre ma tribes army because the studio one isn't ready. So it's like I'm there in spirit. Uh, but actually, having time to play and do a bat rep, I am so out of practice with Age of Sigmar. So so out of practice. Uh, I've skimmed through the ogre ma tribes book. It looks cool. I got to actually play it. Um, realistically, I'd want to play at least a good solid half dozen to a dozen games off camera before filming one. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Unfortunately, I just don't have the time for it. Um, so yeah, as far as filming, because he, the thing is that, you know, if I were to film a bat rip, I'd want to have a certain level of experience with the army I'm playing. And I'd have to be playing the game enough to understand my opponent's army and everything else. It just wouldn't be a good video. It's as simple as that. So, like, if I really needed to find the time for some reason, I might hypothetically be able to, but it would be an awful video that I don't think you guys would enjoy because I just would not, I wouldn't be happy with my performance as a content producer uh, being so out of practice. So that's kind of my answer. To the chopper. Okay, so I'm going to refresh this real quick and see if there's any that got submitted <coughs> last minute. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Nope, still just the nine. 
Perfect. Um, so yeah, I think I got everybody there. And let's jump back over. We're going to do a couple more questions off the stream here. We're doing okay for time. So we get Dr. Vulcan. Uh, that is because beards have superpowers. Thus, dice with beards are the best. It is true. Um, I think they're quite lovely. My dice are fantastic. And you should definitely uh, check them out. Because, um, yeah, we've got them in the merch shop. We've got them here at Dan's. I got a bunch at my desk that I throw at people for fun. It's good overall. And there's just something obnoxious about them. I don't know why. Like, is it... Is it are they obnoxious because of how they look, or just because I would just always yell at people when I rolled them? I don't know. Actually. Like, has my obnoxiousness actually you know transferred into permeated into the dice? Like, are they a part of the dice now? Um, I don't know. Someone just pointed out that they also look like Santa Claus dice. Oh yeah, totally. I never really put those two and two together. Now all I think of is Santa. Yeah. And who doesn't like Santa? Everyone likes Santa, right? Yeah. Okay, we got Sasha Stormcrow. Uh, see more Josh and Cullen bat reps. They're always fun to watch. Were they fun to watch? Because it was pretty much just us playing fantasy. Oh no, you kidnapped me on Christmas one time. Whoa! You wouldn't let me go home. Whoa! I just wanted to go home. Uh, you know, spend time with my. It was either sit around all day and not work, or <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it is. It is. It is fun to play against Cullen. Um, it's also, I, I think, I don't know if you have more fun, but I think you feel more free when you can openly yell and curse at me. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Many things were said in between camera clips. Let's just say that. <laughs> and boy, when we played Fancy the last time. Um, I'm a salty which was boy. off camera. Yeah. I'm a salty boy. You were not kind. <laughs> but it's yeah. funny because it's. Just like you said, like you just asked, when we're talking about the game, I'm an awful person. You ask me anything else, oh, I'm fine. Yep. Yeah. I remember, I remember at the, I specifically remember at the end of the game, you yelled at me quite a bit, um, said some unkind things, and then, you know, 30 seconds later, the the red left your face, and you turned back to a regular color. You're like, yeah. So what you doing tonight? Anything? You any plans? <laughs> okay. A little psycho. <laughs> Moments of salt with Cullen. <laughs> Yeah, they were fun. Uh, yeah, and then the other one is um, you really wanted to play Tau, and you hadn't played a whole lot of 40k. And... Because, yeah, I wanted to play against your, your Death Watch or your Guard. Yep, just to kind of see. And I kept promising Cullen that we'd play, and it was right before Christmas, and it was the the it was Christmas Eve during the day. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. And we both got busy with stuff until, like, the late – or the, the early to mid-afternoon. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, cool. We got a couple hours left. Like, it's going to take eight hours to film this bat rep because we're both a little bit out of practice. Um, what's the plan? We just decided to do it anyways. So I think if you go back and watch that, there's multiple times where it probably went on camera. I'm like, I just want to go home. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's so. Christmas. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to shoot you with 87 shots of everything. It's all strength five with no AP. Make your armor safe. It's awful. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I assume, okay, let's be fair. I assume you're probably going to see one on Steve's channel before too long. That is 100%. I, I can only assume that whoever, you know, did the uh, Unleash the Josh uh, level uh, is going to make me play against Cullen because Cullen hates it. I but, especially hate the ogres. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, okay, do you remember the one time we hadn't played in a while and we were just talking about the armies and all that and I remember I looked at you and I'm like, I said, okay, you struggle, but... You, you beat the ogres a couple times. 
And you just went off on me. <laughs> you just absolutely tore me apart. Because I guess he hadn't. Uh, K. Brohem. Uh, when are we going to get to see those yellow boys you keep talking about in the vault? They're not out on display right now. So, okay, for my Imperial Fists, because they're a 30k army, um, i got to get more self space to properly display them. So I think what I'm going to do is, because I had my pre-existing stuff um, that actually I give a lot of credit to Ian, who has the Mechanicum player I have a rivalry with. He helped right. me get them ready. <clears throat> But those, unfortunately, was a smaller collection, so I bought somebody's uh, larger collection out. So I sold off the the smaller collection um, to pay off a couple of the commissions that I had. And the idea is now that I'm gonna, you know, I gotta find somebody to do the refurb work on the existing fist. There's shoulder pads missing. I gotta get painted to match. I gotta get the basing fixed up a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna see if they had something that you know one of the local guys is interested in. Excuse me, I want to add another couple of units to it and then call that army done. So um, I usually use the F guy, uh, the uh, the guys at FK Paint Studios um, or Painting Studios. I can't remember exactly what they call themselves. Uh, they're a local paint commission. Uh, they do a fantastic job. They've done a job. They've done a bunch of jobs for me in the past. They're probably one of my go-to's. So, but they're they're booked up for a while. Um, so I got to find one of the local guys that's willing to uh, take on a a commission slash refurb because the big thing for the fists is the yellow is so important that you have it matched because otherwise it looks painfully obvious that you know it's kind of a patched together army so I gotta find somebody willing to take the job on so I guess if you're if you happen to be a local commission artist watching this right now when you you're looking for work uh, give me a shout because you know I get a lot of stuff commission painted because it's the way I prefer to get it done but if you actually want to see them because um, I mean I assume you say C is, and you just kind of want to see the army on display. Uh, I don't know. Soon, if there's specific stuff you want to see, let me know, and I'll, maybe I'll make. Uh, if I re I won't remember. If Colin remembers next week for the uh, open vault, we'll try to show off a couple of them. If you want to kind okay. of see what it looks like, and even just I guess sitting in their bins right now, you can see what they look like. What I have in the army. Um, okay, so we got to close the queue eventually. Uh, when are we going to give them to Colin? Uh, I mean, oh, we give them right till three o'clock, two minutes. Yeah. So you get two minutes to, to put your questions in. Um, and if you miss that cutoff, then I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. Okay, so let's go through these. Uh, Starmax, 145006. Uh, how are the custodies coming, Josh? Uh, from one Josh still building his custodies to play in Apocalypse. Also, are any of the staff at Mini War Gaming a Age of Sigmar Champions? Our AOS champions, Knight, uh, Herald, Herald or Level Judge. I don't know uh, what that is. I assume that's their, I mean, their judges and promoters for the game. Oh. I don't know. I guess Magic shut down their system for that, right? Their, their judge system? Yeah. Oh, it's, I don't even want to begin that. The judge, oh, yeah, I, I know there's drama behind it, but I assume it's similar to that. Right, okay. I, that, that's, I didn't know that you could one could apply for those things. I don't know what that really necessarily entails, but... Yeah, I don't know if there's anybody around here. If, if there is, none of the staff are at all. Um, I think I'm, Colin and I are the only ones that still play a little bit. And I mean, like, I dabble in the sense that I'll play, like, five, ten games when I go home after work some nights, you know. Well, sometimes I'll play more, but that's probably an average. And you, how often are you actually going on playing? Because I don't think I've seen you online in a while when I'm playing. Yeah, I, I'd say, like, I'd, I'd probably maybe, like, 
Cause I'll, I'll play Magic probably like once every three days for like an hour, yep. and then maybe like so like one in four times I choose champions instead. So maybe like once every two weeks I play. That's fair. Okay. Um, and the custodies, uh, the Felum having paint them is a. I don't think he does a ton of commission work. I don't know if he's done a whole lot in the past. And I never actually asked his permission to talk about him specifically, so I'm not going to give away his name or anything like that. Um, I've got a bunch of the guys on foot that are done. Uh, he's taken a while to get the bikes done. And it's just there's way more detail than what um, he had originally assumed. And, you know, he, I think, had a new job pop up and all that. So when he took the commission, that's what we discussed. I'm like, there's no actual time limit on this. I'd like them back eventually, but, you know, Get them done, and I'd rather you uh, make the commitment to painting to the level that his, the test model was, as opposed to rushing through them for any reason. So right. he's sticking to that. When are they going to be done? I got no idea. I harass him every once in a while. Um, so right now I have all the guys on foot and the dreadnought done, um, but I still need my nine bikes back, and that'll be my twenty-five hundred point list. That's built for thirty k. Because that's my favorite game system right now, overall, I think. Okay, so one last one here. Uh, so this is your last chance. Put questions in right now. Go, go. Um, I'm going to close it in a second. So Miso Miso 82. Lastly, you still play Star Wars Armada at all? Game was amazing. You had to shoot first. Uh, and it got good views on the channel. So uh, it got mediocre views on the channel. It got like zero vault signups. So it what really... Uh, Armada. Oh. I thought it was fantastic. I haven't played it in ages because, like, nobody played it around here. Um, Quirk was playing it. Uh, it was pretty much just me playing against Quirk for the most part. There weren't a whole lot of guests coming in. Um, it really wasn't Quirk's type of game. So, uh, if there was... Okay, put it this way. If there was people that were upstairs in the gaming hall on the open gaming nights playing Armada, I would get back into playing Armada immediately. I loved it. Um, X-Wing, I couldn't be bothered with anymore. Armada, still really like, looked cool, felt cool. But no, I haven't played it in forever. And I'm going to go ahead and close the queue now. So if I can click close, it doesn't take anything away for questions already nope. there, right, Colm? Okay, close. All right, so we're going to go to pick next here. Oh, now you got me thinking about Armada. I really like that game. Um, ba -ba -ba, Lancifer. Inspiration for or reason choosing Night Lords for heresy. Um, probably what got me into Night Lords was the old third edition, I believe it was called the Index Astartes uh, book that had lore on all the different Space Marine stuff. And it was the Night Lords. I saw that paint scheme. I'm like, this looks cool and different. Uh, I, there was just something kind of dark and brooding and cool about them that I liked. The lore sounded cool. Um, I'm like, these are gonna, you know, interesting bad guys. <coughs> um, and that kind of got me interested in the first place. And it was always in the back of my mind I wanted to do them. And then same thing with the 3.5 edition Chaos Codex. They just sounded cool. They looked cool. Um, and then from there, you know, when I was coming in to film as a guest with Mini Wargaming and uh, the Mini Wargaming crew was getting heresy armies, uh, Steve said, hey, if you want to jump in too, now's a good time. So I decided to go for it. Night Lords were always cool, so I got them and just never looked back. I don't know. It's 
you know, when I was younger, I read, uh, they're, they're one of the first Chaos Legions I read about. I'm like, these guys are cool. Um, I like, because I, I never really liked the demonic stuff either, like the proper Chaos stuff. So the fact that these guys were traitors that, you know, even though they make use of a lot of it, they're big time hypocrites about it. You know, they really turn their nose up at other people that do. I don't know, something about that spoke to me. And uh, and do no guests play Heresy Bat Reps because uh, they're rare? Yeah, there, there's definitely a lot less guests playing the Heresy ever since uh, 8th edition dropped for 40k. But that being said, um, like we got six guests in the studio right now that are filming Heresy Bat Reps. Um, they're also filming AOS while they're here, but I think all of them are at least doing one Heresy Bat Rep. Uh, well, I guess some of them are two by two v twos, but yeah, there, there's less guests. But I, it, there seems to be a little bit of an upswing, and I'm actually meeting with uh, some of the guys out of Buffalo that play 30k uh, tomorrow night, and seeing if we can set up some regular evenings for people to come in here. So the big thing is, it's just getting people into here playing that are local. And that's when it's when you have a lot of locals playing that you start to see a lot more of the heresy or other kind of games pop up. Because I feel a lot more comfortable um, having it be semi-regular scheduled content because I know we're going to have something for it. It's not going to be one of those, I have, you know, we got we got 30K now, but I got no idea when we're going to get 30K again. So, you know, exactly. I'm a, I don't push it as much. So I'd love to see more uh, heresy stuff on the channel. I think it's fantastic. I got, honestly, I got no idea who, how, how well it does as far as signups or views. Um, I just like it. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Let's get these last couple out. We got Curl46. Whose dice sell best? Uh, no idea for the online store because we haven't had it open long enough to really know. Yeah, I mean, um, we have preliminary numbers. but And orders have been going pretty decently. I know Aaron's busy, so. Yeah, I know. I think we'll know better after like a month or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's are, you know, the most popular. My understanding is that in the store up front, mine are the most popular. And if I heard anything in the very early stages, Luca was winning. But again, I don't think that that actually means he anything. was for a little while. But I think now he may have caught up because I still have one set left up there. Okay. Um, but I think he has a couple sets left. So I think I've sold the best, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Decent. Which I find funny. Uh, Kate Broham, favorite war-themed movie. Uh, I'd probably say we're split between Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket. Ooh, they're both pretty classic. I, I gotta say, Private Ryan, because it's again classic. Yep. And Dunkirk, because awesome. There's a lot of, yeah, there's some different ones. Uh, I mean, oh, geez, yeah, now that you have me thinking about it too much, uh, like Zulu, stuff like that. Mm. Um, there's some, there's some good movies out there. I do think I lean towards some of the, the more old school stuff though. Yeah, right. And then that's like, I think it also when you grew up as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Boomer four, five, six, seven, eight. Is the shop new? Is there something you really need to have? Um yeah, the our online merch store is relatively new that we've got set up. And is there something you really need to have? Yeah, uh, beard dice. Get more beard dice. They roll well, I guarantee it. Last but not least, we got Dr. V, the math doctor. Uh, Josh, I would still like to see you play another AOS match or record some Team Yankee or Flames of War. 
you know, buddy, I would love to have the time to do it right now. Like I said, it's not super realistic. Um, maybe there'll be some way for me to do it at some point. Um, who knows? You know what? Um, I've been talking to uh, Phil from the Glacial Geek because uh, he's coming down in a little while. And maybe we'll do something on his channel so I don't feel the, the pressure to be as, you know, knowledgeable, perhaps. Maybe we'll try something out. Because uh, I had some different games that I could get him playing. I want to do some more Aeronautica. My stuff's out getting painted right now, but I had a lot of fun with Aeronautica. But that wraps up for today. So first and foremost, uh, thank you to everybody that submitted questions. Because if you didn't do that, that'd be pretty boring. Because it'd be me, just, it, it would be the, not the sit and talk, just the sit. I'd sit in front of a camera for an hour and just kind of, you know, not do a whole lot of anything. Um, so, yeah, thanks to everybody that submitted questions. Um, make sure that if you want to submit questions for Aaron next week, you do it on this video on the Mini Wargaming website. And try your best to get them in. I mean, at least, I'd say if you do it a day before the um, sit and talk is probably your safest. Um, just to make sure it posts properly and all that because we that way we can get to all of them. Um, and yeah, other than that, thanks to everybody tuning in. Uh, keep being awesome. And as always, happy wargaming.